listeners, in the outside world, it's 2018. A brand new year, freshly pressed, mint condition, unwrapped, basking in the novelty of its utter newness, devoid of fingerprints or any kind of dirt or dust. You can even smell the faint, sour mother's milk scent of a baby's breath in the air. But on Dan and Brave Presents, it's 80s! You know us, we don't give a shit about 2018. We're living in the past because the 80s were the best decade. So we're back on our 80s bullshit. And this time we're doing 19, 19, 1985. Great year. Really good year. So join us. Come on, come in my time machine. It's your presenter Dave, by the way. Come in my time machine. We're going to take you to a year, a year where people were still saying things like, as if, and was that, and you've got mail, you know? So just come with us. Get in this damn time machine with me. I have enough room for at least 39 people. That's as many subscribers I suspect we have because that's the average number of listens each week. But get in here. 39 seats, one seat vacant for you. I'm going to stand because I'm, I'll let you guys sit. You guys are our guest. So I'll stand, pull this time machine lever, and it's going to do some backflips, and we're going to arrive. We're going to arrive in 1985. Good night. <laughs> Introducing Dan and Brave Presents. It's 80s weekend, baby. It's 80s weekend, and this is... And we're in our 80s. We are in our 80s. We are not virgins to life. It's another 80s weekend. Bring your boys ass. Hope you're not sick of this format yet. (laughs) This is, uh... It's those 80s assholes. This is... Brandon, Danny, and Dave. Yeah, I'm Poppy Brand. <laughs> Poppy. I'm Lazy Dan. And I'm Dusty Old Grandpa Dave. Welcome to our brand new formatted show. We transitioned away from tracks on tracks on tracks into this. Ooh. We're calling it Board Bills. Oh, Board, Board Bills. Board Bills? Board Bills. Okay. I'm your Bill Brand. <laughs> I like that board bills. Sure, because it's it is boring. Yeah, we're not having fun. It's for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and no one else. Yeah, let's boring. Stick with, let's stick with that. Yeah, board bills. So, guys, we're halfway through the '80s in this. At this point, this is 1985. That's right. This is we're going on to the other half. This is the start of the second half. What have you wow. noticed so far? Wow, I've noticed um, <coughs> synthesizer. I've noticed synthesizer. <laughs> I've noticed that I think I knew more songs from the early 80s than the second half in terms yeah, of... Which yeah, which is truly wild. Yeah, 
like doing some uh, homework and research on the hits of the uh, late 80s. I definitely know more in the early 80s. Do you think it's because there's less songs in the earlier charts and they're like more fickle? Like the, the, yeah. the listening public is more fickle as it goes along. <laughs> it's certainly a part of it. It's just that there's less songs and one song stays on the chart for so long. Yeah, yeah. it's We're, definitely becoming more eclectic. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start seeing more, more variety and just more options. Or just they can't like... They're just fickle. Yeah. Like, okay, that's one week. Let's go to another song. Yeah. I think one of the things I've learned... As technology advances, people stop... They lose their patience more. Yeah, low attention span. Yeah. I think I've learned that more songs um, were number one that I never thought would be number one. Not that I didn't necessarily know them, but I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was as big as it was. Right. Like, totally. like Human League. I didn't realize Human Cheerly. League would m- appear multiple times. Oh, yeah. That is true. Lobby songs, are, like, I'm shocked that they made it to the top. Right. Basically what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just said it quicker. <laughs> Let's and that's why they call you now? Quick Bill. Quick Bill. So we started out with, like, a virgin because that is what ended 1984. So it was for two weeks at the end of 1984, and then uh-huh. it carried over for four more weeks so the whole four first month. Four more weeks. Four more weeks. So all of January was consumed by Madonna, which uh, will lead us. A new year. Wow. As new as a virgin. It leads us into realized journey. Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Welcome to America. Way better than Journey. What do you, I, I love this song. I absolutely love many, this song. How many? Two, two weeks. Two weeks on the charts. Two weeks on the charts. Says I want to know what love is. By uh, Foreigner. Um, this song is paralyzingly gorgeous. <laughs> Lightly synthy and so damn earnest. Oh, I forgot you were taking a music journalism class on the weekends. <laughs> this is the first uh, two weeks of uh, February. Um, in January of this year so while like a virgin was still uh, a hit um vh1 began broadcasting really vh1 started yep newest music video, video channel one. it's um mtv's sister station aimed at an older demographic and people like dave and uh the, f- <laughs> the first video ever played tribute do you know uh, do you know this first video ever played on vh1 um if it's aiming at an older audience uh tony bennett too old too old also, uh, like more adult, like adults. Right. Uh, Luther Vandross? Good guess. Uh, it's actually Marvin Gaye's rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Damn. Yeah. Like from the basketball East. game? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Because that's that, that was fun. Um, that's a really good rendition. And then uh, Rock in Rio also happened in January, one of the biggest music festivals in the world. Uh, 1.5 million people there. In On January 20th, Ronald Reagan is privately sworn in for a second term as president of the United States wow. and Jan 21 he's publicly sworn in I didn't know they did two different days how about that <laughs> alright well this song the chorus is going on right now just epic so powerful and this yep. guy's voice do you know his name I don't know his name uh, um we know it give me a second I know Mick Jones isn't he the guitar player he's a guitar player yeah. and then yeah it's like Kyle dumbass or something like that yep <laughs> uh I do believe that this choir is from New Jersey. It, yeah? Yeah. Winnie Houston's church. Oh, Maybe. yeah? I don't know. Where, where's Foreigner from? 
That's a band. Foreigner is from like I think some are from Britain and some are from America. And the, the, as we learned on our last show, um, when, when foreigners come over and they have to have their debut song announce where they're from, and so their debut song was somewhere in Europe. <laughs> really? Which went to number one. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I think the lead singer is definitely uh, his name is Lou Graham, by the way. Lou okay. Graham. He, and the, he's American. The album before this. Um, was huge. It, four was before was it this, big? Was and it it, big? It, I think it was on the charts number one for like ten weeks straight. Yeah, this is the kind of song that taps into the deep nostalgia I have for the '80s, which strengthens my belief. <laughs> I lived the previous Jerry curled adult life in the era. <laughs> That's a really great thought that you just came up with. <laughs> I think that this was a contender for my parents wedding song. Oh, what what uh what what beat it out? Um Oh my god. Anita oh, Baker. Oh, you got to know. Uh, oh, Anita Baker. Oh, uh, I, I forget which song specifically, but something off of her big I album. Fe- um is Anita it uh, Baker. Sweet Love? That album. Okay. Uh, yeah, that album for you sure. You bring me joy? Oh, maybe. I love that song. I hope it is that. Uh, it was like a whatever slow I'll text you your know. dad. I'll find out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what was your Do you know your parents wedding song? Yes, it actually I'm gonna. This actually ties into the next song, so I'll bring it up. All right, right cool. Well, I'll tell you mine real quick. Okay. Then. My parents were Unchained Melody. Great. Damn. Classic. That's a good one. So yeah, this is Careless Whisper. By didn't, didn't end up working out for either of our parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe they should have picked better so songs. What was David's bo- okay, let's go to. Okay, so right. um, the smooth jazz sax intro. This is Careless Whisper by George Michael. Um, the smooth jazz sax intro is so memed out, but it's a classic. Yeah. Uh, it has a similar timber and melody to a Gato Bapieri sax instrumental that my parents used as a wedding song. <laughs> a sax instrumental? Yes. And it sounds a lot like this. So the, a few years I confused it with this song. So okay. I thought my parents' wedding song was this for a while. Okay. How long? Would how, make sense. How long have they been married, your parents? Um, since 1980. Wow. So, so the key... To a successful, long-lasting marriage is an instrumental, instrumental. wedding song. Yes. No words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> so this song spent three weeks at the charts. Yeah. This um, is February going into March. Wouldn't this be a sweet wedding song? It, it wouldn't make sense at all. This song? Yeah. I'm never gonna dance again. Yeah. yeah. It would, no, it wouldn't make sense. But I it, fucking love. It would be lo- sweet to see that though. It can be c- confusing for the uh, audience. I love this song so so <laughs> much. Um. So actually. In, I think it's in the UK. Mm. Andrew Ridgely has songwriting credit on this song. Yeah, he wrote this. He co-wrote it. Yeah, but yes. in America, it was also released as a solo George Michael yes. song. He's oh, not. Okay. Yeah, so Andrew Ridgely's not on the song, but he did co-write it with him. Yeah. And um, it looks like it's credited as Wham featuring George Michael. I yeah, see that yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it, that is also it's, something yeah, he was kind of all over. Yeah, and so he really wanted. To get the sax perfect, he had a bunch of different people come in and, mm. and try it out, and um, they wound up recording it with the tape speed slowed down, uh-huh. and then sped it up to get like the sound that he wanted. Wow, really? Yeah. I mean, it worked. It's a, it's a classic. It's iconic. It's a meme. Yep. Yeah, one of my favorite songs. Period. Um, 
George Michael just somebody I hope we get into soon in one of the album episodes. This was put on or Wham album. Either 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 yeah. one I would really enjoy. Well, this yeah. the, the, this this Wham album make it big. Yeah, is the last song on the Wham Wham album. Okay, Wham oh, Wham album. Wham. But it was <laughs> it was credited to George Michael solo as we said. Wham. Um, Sorry. Wham! Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, it's it's such a mature departure from the like the kitty bop yeah. lead single. Yeah. Uh, wake me up as you go go. Right, that we did in the 80s. Wake me up four as episode. you go go. Yeah. <laughs> wake me up as you go go. As you go go dance. <laughs> I don't want to miss it. <laughs> hey, just wake me up when you're ready to go go. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Being classic. Georgie. It's melancholy. Oh man, here we go. We got Oreo Speedwagon. We can't fight this feeling. Three weeks on the charts. Um, I can't remember the lead singer's name. I think it's it's not Dennis, but he hosts the I think it's George Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> he hosts um, one of the the infomercial shows, like the soft oh, rock yeah, instrumental the time life, the time where they introduce all those things, and he goes, yeah. then don't forget the classic. REO Speedwagon and like Winks. Winks like, it, uh, yeah. Because uh, they're heavily featured on What that. a bad guest. I mean, host. <laughs> um, yeah, this, I don't know. He, and then he always like is paired with like a, a some attractive uh, like lady in her 40s. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I love those commercials. I they're love very, like, watching those on repeat. Yeah. Like the soft rock one. I oh, love yeah. that. We, we've talked about these before, like the, the buzz ballads and stuff. Yeah, too. Like monster all ballads. The, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So good. Yeah. Um, I don't know this band at all, really. I don't know. I I just know I, this song and their other big hit. Their other big hit oh, okay. from earlier. Yeah, it came. This song sounds like it, it came. Well, now that I think of it, it sounds like '85. But I can't believe that they were still around in '85. Like, I, like they. I don't know. I think Peter Cetera was giving them juice. This sounds like Cetera. Yeah, this is Chicago. It sounds what, like. Do you know where they're from? This band. Uh, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's supposed to be Rio Speedwagon, but yeah, very good. Rio, it's a cool name, actually. It is. I like Rio Speedwagon. <laughs> Cooler name than band. Yeah. Uh, th- this is like the oral equivalent of mayo being spread on a piece of white bread. Yuck. <laughs> it's gross sounding to me. It sounds very white, and uh, it's a puniest, the puniest song of the year. I'm going to call it right now. There was a... Um African-American rival band called Arsenio Speedwagon. They were uh, they were pretty good. I, wow. I wish I had a bad joke to top that. <laughs> but I said Rio de Janeiro, so I win that one. <laughs> I think you win. And uh, I'm just going to move on because I don't want to hear this song right now. Dave, anything else with this song? No, I, this is not great. No, it's, that's most of <clears throat> March. Three weeks in March. Night. Oh, yeah. Now, this is how you make a pathetic song sound great. <laughs> Phil Collins, Mr. baby. Philadelphia Collins. One more night, two weeks. Scott, now, actually, yeah. end of March, beginning of April. He said at one point that, as opposed to the other um, melancholic, sad music that he was making at the time, this one has a little hope in it. Does it? Like, give me just one more night. Yeah, come on, one more night. I mean, it has a lot of delusion in it. <laughs> Use your delusion too. <laughs> he he's so good, and he just has such an unfortunate, pathetic look. Oh yeah, I, yes. <laughs> well, he just doesn't care. Like he's so apologetic for. Yeah. He has a lot of low self-esteem for sure. Um, <laughs> this is cool. It has like a lo-fi bedroom R&B vibe to it. The the 808. Is it 808? And I can't believe that he 
was okay with using a drum machine because he's a drummer. I was, I was going to say that. He's he's lost the confidence to even play drums at this point. <laughs> uh, this just poor, poor guy. Just in general. Just poor guy. This machine could do better than me. <laughs> um, going on at this time, so this is early April, um, David Lee Roth um, officially leaves Van Halen to begin a solo career. That happens around now. And to, to do like a Vegas act. <laughs> is that true? I don't know. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um, and then Wham! actually becomes the first Western pop group to perform in China when they hey. play when they play a concert in Beijing's Workers Stadium during an historic 10-day visit. It was a big deal. Good for them. Yeah. Um, also, March 31st, WrestleMania debuts at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> wow. And on April 21st, Brazilian President Tancredo Neves we're, dies. Well, we're not there yet, but continue. <laughs> Let's give you a little preview of April. <laughs> he is uh, succeeded by Vice President Jose Sani, and the Vice President post is left vacant until 1990. Oh, my God. That's a long time. What are you guys' feelings on the song for where does it rank in the Phil in hits? the Phil universe uh, Phil hits the Philiverse um, the Phil the Phil the Philomatic cinematic um, the Philomatic universe if there was like a greatest hits of just Phil Collins solo let's say ten songs which Put there is on. this is this will make the top five for me oh I don't I like it I like I, it but I don't love it it's soothing to me yeah I, it's not my favorite he's got it betters. would probably be like number five yeah <laughs> to me yeah. there's nothing memorable other than. That, that hook, that hook, and then I don't—I never remember the rest of the song. Yeah, yeah. I get that too. Actually, but I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. It's got like a re- relaxing candlelit. It makes me want to go to bed and get a divorce. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And say someday I'll write a song for a Disney movie. But maybe my ex-wife will come back to me. His slower, his slower songs are so good, but I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a sucker for his upbeat. Really? Yeah, stuff. I, I, I really think I'm, am. No, I'm more into the the, the, the low, low key the stuff. The low key ones. Yeah, I kind of like or both. I just, uh, I well, I don't want to spoil. One this year, okay, okay. I, I like this vibe, this but yeah. I don't love the song. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree completely. It's not a great song, but that's the vibe's awesome. Yeah, that's a good opinion there. Let's move on. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. We, I think there's an episode of Dan and Brave where we talk about the song at length, right? No? Yeah, we listened to the whole song and. <laughs> yeah, we did. What was that for? I don't even remember that. That was for the Michael Jackson episode. It was one of the Michael stuff. We, um, yeah, we talked about right. the song. Um, oh, I put the song in one of the Michael categories. The, the worldly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Charity the worldly, or something. Yeah, the charity category. So we, this yeah. is USA for Africa. We are the world. You thought that rap songs had too many features. <laughs> <laughs> Think again. And this is on the chart for four weeks. So it's most if there's <laughs> one song that defines... Our friendship, it's probably this song. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we started talking about this in high school, I think. I mean, we had to have talked about we've, this song. Yeah. Yeah, with the amount of times we probably watched the video or listened yeah. to the song. We've done it at karaoke where we've tried to do all the different yep. we know voices. We, we're pretty close to them. You guys might even be better than me at like, knowing which part comes when. I, I think I'm finally there now. Yeah, yeah. Just, I used to like, always forget who Kim Carnes was, and now I think I got it all. She, uh... Narcia wasn't in that one. uh, She was in the 20th. So in case there's listeners that aren't aren't as familiar as we are with this song, explain what the whole thing is with this. So Bob Geldof of the Boontown Rats started USA for Africa, which was um, the foundation, right, that supported uh, 
the AIDS relief in right. Africa, uh-huh. right? And so they had a they did this song. They did the giant concert in 1985, Live Aid, where mm-hmm. it was in Philadelphia and in London. But yep. this song was all of the, well, most of the big singers and stars of the era singing together. Yeah, and it's just a a song written by Quincy, right? Written by Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie and, and Michael Jackson. And Michael, see. yeah, Michael's the big chorus. Um, I always love his song for the novelty of having so many icons on the era trading verses on one track, but I've grown to actually like the composition and melody of it over the over the years. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a nice song. I think it's the production is is so cheesy that I Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so lightweight. This is Dave's favorite part here. Oh, Hell yeah! Yeah, we haven't really we've not talked about all the artists because we could stay on it forever. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you you can notice all the familiar voices. Kenny, Kenny, right there. Yep, that's Kenny. Kenny. We have Steve Perry right here, and then we have Daryl Hall. All right. Well, yeah, our favorite part this of the like, song yeah. coming is approaching right here. We got Daryl, and then Michael, then Michael, and then, Michael. And then um, Huey Lewis. Yeah, wait, this part, you ever see that great. video? I think me and you saw this video of them like, recording it, and Huey Lewis keeps messing up this part, like, yeah. keeps going flat. Yeah. Did you ever see that? Yeah. yeah. And also, Sydney Lauper, like, she's wearing so many different, like, like chains, ch- chains and, and jewelry, earrings. and she's like, and here's they're the complaining Kim, about, like, Kim her right making there. noise. There was right. an issue with, like, Daryl Hall, too. That was, like, a well, thing was in, in, issue. In, the, in the behind the scenes. I think they couldn't get, like, the phrasing right or something. Yeah, something with, yeah. <laughs> There's no way someone else... Helped him phrase that. That's like yeah, that's so Hall. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many more parts that are so good, but we d- we just probably don't have time to go through. Like the yeah. Stevie part I mean, is uh, incredible. We talked over Billy Joel. Oh yeah, I always forget that he's in there. Yeah, yeah. and Paul Tina Simon. Turner, Paul Simon, Tina yeah. Turner. Stevie Wonder's Turner, part Paul later Simon. is absurd. Um, Ray Charles. Ray Charles later <laughs> on. Bruce comes back later. Bruce and Stevie Bob like Dylan. Yeah. going back and forth. And in the choir, some other people that weren't featured, like Dan Aykroyd. And Gutenberg, right. Gutenberg, John Oates, Latoya Jackson, most the Pointer sisters, Hannah and her sisters. <laughs> yeah, Hannah and her sisters. <laughs> Hannah and his sisters. Uh, I have a question about why does Michael Jackson look like he's not in the room? I don't think he was. Did he just record his parts? I think different. I think the day that day? they were all there, I don't think he couldn't make it. He had something bigger to do. Or maybe. <laughs> Maybe he was in the control room for all oh, okay, those maybe. other parts. He was with Bubbles. He was hanging out with Bubbles. Well, because in the video, they're all standing behind the microphones recording it, but yeah. he's just standing he's in, in a room. He's in his own room, yeah. yeah. It's his own thing. But, wow. Yeah. What a f- Great song. What a fucking diva. Yeah, I mean, just liking Michael less and less the more we talk <laughs> about him. Uh, yeah. Because we just, we just uncover more and more stuff that makes him just seem terrible. Yeah, but we still... But love R. Kelly. <laughs> uh, unofficially. <laughs> All right, is it time to move on? Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, oh yeah. My God, more Donna. It's Madonna. It's more Donna. <laughs> Probably a better album that we should have covered. This is not on an, not album. On an album. Oh damn it! <laughs> is that on Like a Virgin? No. No, this is crazy for you. One week it is from the Vision Quest soundtrack. Yes. Which is a movie that oh. I love. <laughs> Probably a better soundtrack than uh, True Blue. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So she appears in the movie uh, Vision. Have you seen Vision Quest? Actually, no. It's Matthew Modine. I've been on Vision Quest. <laughs> Dude, I got so high and I learned so much. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's starring Matthew Modine, uh, who's a high school wrestler. Um, 
there's a scene where they go to the club and Madonna is singing the song. Oh, really? Yeah. I gotta see just that. It's so... No, you gotta see the movie. It's really fun. No, just that. Mm. <laughs> but um, I, I really love this song. Yeah, it sounds good. It's not my favorite, but um, it's it's super strong. We gotta at least get to the chorus here. Yeah. Imagine Madonna being crazy for you. I wouldn't know what to do. I yeah. I, I think I would. I think I couldn't handle it. This chorus is excellent, man. Yes. There's her. Yeah, her. Her warble. Great. Mad this is warble. Um, middle of May, so May 11th this week. May 11th. That's your birthday, right? Nope. Close. The FBI brings charges against the suspected heads of five mafia families in New York City. May 8th? It's May 8th your birthday? Close. No. Well, you're going the wrong way, though. May 13th. And fire engulfs May 14th. a wooden stand at the Valley Parade Stadium in Bradford, England, during a football march, killing 56. Was that another fire? Firefax. <laughs> yeah! Dave, <laughs> Dave's fire. Hashtag Dave's Firefax. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yep. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Oh, oh titties. Hey, 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 hi, hey, hello. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hi, ho. <laughs> this is uh, Simple Plan. <laughs> <laughs> Young adolescent Simple Plan. Uh, their dads were in a band called Simple Minds. Fun fact. Oh, All their dads. Simple Mind, uh, Don't You Forget About Me, from the Breakfast Club soundtrack. Classic. Um, I really love that film. Yeah, it's a good one. They were asked to write the song. There was some, I don't know, what happened. Well, but, but no, it's, um, the band did not write the song. It was I written by Keith Forsey and uh, Steve Schiff, producers, and it was actually offered to Billy Idol, really? Brian Ferry, uh, formerly of Roxy Music, and The Fix, who all rejected it. But were they approached to do the song, like to do this song for the movie? Yes. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it, no, I think it got released on their album and then was used in the movie. Really? I think so. But yeah, um, I don't know about that. The, the, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, the producer team, like the songwriter team, one of them was married to Chrissy Hind oh. from, uh, The Pretenders. Didn't you mention that? Yeah, it was a fun fact that I said already in, uh, 1984 episode. Because they got married. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. they got married. Oh, wow. Yeah. I missed that completely. <laughs> I thought that was the you, 1983 episode. Made have been 83 episode. Um, yes. Yeah, you might have been thrown up or something. <laughs> I, wish uh, we, I wish we could talk about the Pretenders. This, uh... Yeah, how come they didn't chart? Do they Love only play them. this song at the end of the movie? I think so. Uh, I believe at the so. beginning. Oh, at the beginning, too? Oh, the beginning. And the ending, yeah. Beginning bookend. and the end? Okay, bookend. Um... I love that movie. I love Breakfast Club. Love the movie. Yeah, I really love the movie. It's like silly, but also like good too. Like it's kind of a little bit of both. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I yeah, it's a great team movie. It's when, the best um, one. My favorite scene in that movie. I, I really, I really the dancing learned, scene. Emilio Estevez. Oh, I love that too. But no, my favorite scene, and I think the reason why I like the movie is because not even Shaka. necessarily about the plot and all that stuff, but about the character development uh-huh. yeah. and the scene where they have their lunches is my favorite because it perfectly represents. Yeah, doesn't each of their characters. Ali Sheedy like is like eating pixie sticks on bread. On bread. On bread. And Emilio Estevez has like so much food. He has two yeah. sandwiches, a bag right. of chips, multiple apples. Misunderstood, bro. He calls him Sporto, right? Or yeah, or Jocko. Jo- yeah, or Jocko or Sporto. Yeah, which is funny. It's a funny like <laughs> meme thing to say to yeah. somebody. Who's your favorite in the? Uh... Oh, that... Ooh, oh, you had to say Hoosier. You had to drop it in there. Oh, God. 
Who's your favorite? Who is your favorite in uh, the character? Uh, my favorite is Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, I was gonna say. I I think, yeah, that. I think it's gotta be him. Yeah, he's so good. Because he doesn't he doesn't get pussy at the end. <laughs> And, and I really he writes like, a note too. I like Ali Sheedy's character too, but I mean, I like. I don't them think all. she changes though. At the end, like, yeah. her look is not better at the end. That's true. And she gets with the jock. No fucking way. And then about eight years later, Anthony Michael Hall completely shifts gears and moves into more jacked. of a jock role. And, yeah, um, he becomes and, the jock. Edward Scissorhands. Um, yeah. Do you think it's crazy that in an episode of Community? Do, so do you think wow. uh, like? Yeah. So, uh, a Monday at school, Ali Sheedy and Estevez are still going to be together? I don't no. see it. I don't no. see it working. I think he's going to be like, no, I got I, I can't show you in front of my friends. Like, it's going to, like, it's going to, It's yeah. going to turn into, like, yeah. a different 80s movie. Yeah. Pretty you know, pink. We talked about in, um, in our movie episode, actors that we didn't know uh-huh. from their main roles. Uh-huh. I didn't know breakfast. I saw not another teen movie. Yeah. Before Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, me too. And so the I scene think I did too, where they're in the library and it's the same principle. Same. Yeah. And he walks in. You thought that was an original? Well, I, I just didn't know what it was referencing. I knew it was referencing stuff, but I, I def- didn't know what it was. Yes, from. I definitely didn't get that reference either. And yeah, yeah. that that's same. Stop. Yeah. Same. Well, we've not been talking about when the she mouse. So we're gonna Stop. move it over. Yes. Yeah, that was really funny. And then, he, yeah, I like that. Oh, oh another yeah. appearance by Wham. Wham, Wham. George is everything she wants. Uh, on the chart for two weeks. Yeah. End of May, beginning of June, and I am obsessed with this song. Yeah, I love this song. I knew you would be. Absolute friggin' dream. I actually think I like this more than I like Careless Whisper. Yeah, same. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Definitely. It's close, but I like this because one more. Because it's less played out, too. Yeah. Right. It's showing that George has legit range. The, the video is mostly just George's face, like, close up. Yeah? That's, like, a lot of the video. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This is a great track about regretting getting a woman pregnant, I think, right? Isn't it about that? Oh, I don't know. He's like, if if my good enough is not good enough, man. <laughs> Well, what was that? My good enough is not good enough. <laughs> for one, how could it be good enough for two? But I believe it was fiction, right? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Well, no. It's about I, don't know. A, I think it's about an orgy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of different cool parts in, yeah. in this song. It's interesting yeah. to me, um, they put another Wham! single after the George Michael solo single. Which I'm lost now. So like they did, uh, wake me up before you go go. Right. Then they did the George Michael solo song "Careless Whisper." Okay. Then back to Wham. And then back to Wham. Yeah. Everything she wants. Interesting. I wonder why. Ooh, that's I just realized that sounds like "Remember the Time" right there. Yeah, it does. So this is '85. When does George Michael's first album come out? Is Faith his first one? I think it is. Yeah, I think that's so. Like, that's '87. Sounds right. All right, so about two years later. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But you could just you just knew even here he was gonna eventually he's yeah. gonna he'd just do his own thing and which he kind of already is at this point like <laughs> it's all him we've said it a couple times yeah but uh, I I like that he went by Wham though like the, yeah it's fine just work fine it's yeah. fun <laughs> all right keep it moving yeah let's keep it going tears for Man. fears it's a very special song for for us specifically yeah. I think. is it yeah yeah this song definitely I, I don't know why. Well, I mean, you're a band, for huh? one. I mean, 
You don't know what I'm talking about the at world? all? And, yeah, and the world, and you told me that every time you guys would jam, you'd end up playing this song. That was something no. you told me one time. Yes. Really? That's something you told me before, yeah. Like, I might have lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucks. You've told me specifically before when you guys would like just kind of like fuck around and start jamming. Somehow somebody would end up playing the guitar from this song and oh, you would yeah. start playing this oh, song. It's a, a good one. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Well, what we used to do too is we would play this and then transition into uh, the way you make me feel. Because it has that shuffle. Like the same group. Yeah, it's very fun. So, by the way, this is Tears for Fears. Everybody, Everybody wants, wants to, to rule the, the world. Two weeks on the charts. Uh, Middle of June. Time ever. This is um, number one. This is from their uh, most famous album. Um, song from the Big Chair. It's the last song that they wrote for the album. Hmm. Um, and it's it's a very happy, uplifting, positive sound. Right. But it's, more, it's not that... It's kind of a dark outlook. It's a political song. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them and Hall & Oates live this year. They were on tour together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was excellent. I really like Tears for Fears. They, uh... They sounded good. The, the main dude, actually, well, both of them sang, but they and they both sounded good. Right. Their new song sounds like the 1975. Have you checked their new song? I don't that think came so. Out this year? No, actually. It's really. It's yep. not bad, but it's like very poppy and upbeat. Huh. Um, this is one of the songs that I don't get tired of. No, nah, me neither. I yeah, ne- no, never. Yes. Never. I've heard this song more than a lot of other songs. I've heard like for whatever reason. And yeah, never get tired of it. Just that, just that driving. Yeah. This is like a, a song that yeah. could only exist in the '80s, but is not cheesy. It sounds right. like the '80s, but it's nah. like all the best. Uh, yeah, I would never describe this as cheesy. Attributes so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, feel good song of the year. Yep. This little guitar thing, I love. Just yeah, coming up. Just right here, oh, right, here, right, here, right, here, right here. Delay part. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to hear a little bit. Yeah. I remember I couldn't like do that right when we tried to cover <laughs> we it. We tried to cover this. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember this. It's perfect. It just fits yeah. in there nicely. Um, we can move on. Yeah. Here he is, John Waite. What heaven? John Waite, <laughs> aka Ryan the new Adams. New John Waite. <laughs> oh, sorry, Brian Adams, his dad. <laughs> His daddy. This is Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. I bet you nobody's made that observation before. <laughs> Ryan Adams used to get pissed when people would, in concert would call him Brian Adams. Yeah. Play I'm not, Heaven. I'm not Brian. Hey, play that Kevin Costner song. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. This is uh, Heaven spent two weeks on the charts. I'm not Brian. Yeah, this is end of June. Um, End of June, you say? <laughs> yeah. U.S. Route 66 is officially decommissioned June 26th. Oh. Huh. All right. <laughs> very uh, uh, very popular remake of this. Uh, yeah, there's a dance remix. Too. Yeah, the dance remake oh, remix. I always forgot it. I always forget about that. Every time well, we touch. I don't always forget because I just remember. Um, I don't think we have much to say about this. Yeah, he... This is a sign I of... like his look. I... His look is cooler than his uh, his music. No, actually, and I like his voice. And Music's some live bad. videos, like he he executes very well. Uh-huh. Um, but this is a sign of what's to come. Yeah. In the future, musically, yeah. it's a preview as to what will begin happening. He has like a, a Canadian greaser look. 
Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like if they made an off-brand grease, and he was, <laughs> his name was like, like Andy, Andy, like Zuno or something. <laughs> Zuno. That sounds Canadian, actually. Uh, Andy Luno, because like Looney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy Luno. Hey, it's me, Andy. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Oh. All right, let's move on from this. That's cool that like both Canadians and Italians are like always like A. Yeah, in different ways. A. But in different A's in different ways. Phil is back again, man. He's hot. He's hot right Phil, now. He never left the st- st- studio. He was still popping the hits out. He's a fucking workaholic. He's got to take a break. Wait, the studio or the studio? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> the studio. Um. Can you guys give me insight into what the title's referring to? Yeah, well, he he kind of was referring to something that I know Dave and I can relate to. Is Sometimes when you're writing a song, you don't have lyrics. You're just silling filler. Like, sometimes when I have the song and I have a melody, Uh and I just kind of sing gibberish. Yeah. And that you kind of get get stuck on that. Uh And he just kind of put it in there. He made it sound like it's her name, too. It's a sweet name. But uh, it's just kind of a thing. I love that name, but I, I don't really like the song. <laughs> it's lo- like too it's too much. There's too much going on. I love it. I, lo- um, I love that song. Susu Studio. I like it. Well, I, only one week. Only one week. Yeah. I remember this song being introduced. Like, I remember Oprah playing this song. Not obviously when it came out, but um, there was an episode of Oprah where Phil Collins was on, and she played this song for some reason. Um, Oprah sp- sang it? No. I'm not repeating the story. You can listen to the episode if you want to hear me tell it again. <laughs> um, I will, sir. I had one of my first email ad- addresses was 222 Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's his last name, ladies and gentlemen. We don't ever say our last names <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie. Um... My last name is Rodriguez, by the way. <laughs> Gomez Rodriguez uh, Marquez. Uh, it sounds like 1999 by Prince. Yeah. Actually, I think um, people, people tried to... I think there was an attempts to, to get... Attempt to sue him? Sue, not, sue, not sue him? Prince. Sue, sue, sue him. Not by Prince, but people were calling him out for it sounding like 1999. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, Prince is a lot of, like, associates, so... If they sure were they yeah, were all... Standing on behalf of him. Uh, 1999 is a much better song. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Yeah, keep going. I was dreaming uh, when I wrote this. This is, <laughs> this is more your guys' This shit. is so exciting this that we your, get to talk about this, this right now. This is your guys', oh, so your guys bullshit. A View to a Kill, up. probably the, my favorite Roger Moore Bond film. You're not allowed to talk for the next 18 minutes. Duran Duran is back on the charts. A View to the Kill. This, of course, is from the James Bond film of the same title, A View to a Kill. Starring um, Roger Moore. Starring Roger Moore. Grace, Grace Jones. Christopher Grace Jones. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. Christopher Walken. Um, Tanya Harding. Roger... Roger Moore's last Bond film. Right. Um, he, was 50, he was 57 years old. And you can tell. Uh, <laughs> this is the only, or the, until Adele, right? The only Bond song to hit number one? Yeah, I believe so. Did Adele hit number one? I think she may have. I love this part right here. 
I love the sampled horn shit. They're kooky, but they give a, a, a true blonde, true blonde, a true blonde flavor to the Bond fa- flavor to the uh, song. And one of the best parts of the Bond films is when the theme song is incorporated into the score. The score yeah. And there's the part in the <laughs> when they're in the house, like later yes. on in the film, and there's like a slow orchestral version of this, like with a flute, I think, playing the Isn't melody. Is he tucking her in? Yeah, so that's when he's talking here. They also play a more triumphant version when he's like carrying her from a burning burning building, like going down a ladder. Yeah. It's fun. It's great. You should watch it. You would like it. Yeah. Can we try watching it here? Sure. Okay. Yeah, whatever you guys want. All right, Danny's done. Let's move on. <laughs> Love um, that was, uh, that's middle of July, July 13th, July 20th, two weeks on the charts. That's also when the Live Aid concert yep. t- takes place. Yep. London yeah. and in Philadelphia. Oh, and they perform this it, at Live Aid. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Hey, <laughs> did you know also on July 13th, this is actually kind of interesting, U.S. Vice President George H.W. Bush serves as acting president for eight hours while President Ronald Reagan undergoes colon cancer surgery. Very interesting. I didn't know that happens. Yeah, that is interesting. Cool. Oh boy, here we go. You never find what I find interesting interesting, Danny. Nope. <laughs> this song spent one week on the charts, and it is Every Time You Go Away, performed by Paul Young, written by Daryl Hall. That's right. The re- This is a remake. You hear that plane? Is there a train? Is there an airplane, too? Is it was automobile? You- yeah, wait, I said plane, train, and a- airplane. <laughs> so, Paul land, Young... Land plane. Paul Young looks like he's trying to be Paul McCartney. Sometimes. Yes. He's got that same look. Same doughy face. Cute guy. Looks um, like uh, the mullet. Yeah. Right? A very happening mullet. This song, the production on this version of this song, oh, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Pino Palladino on bass. I, I go back and forth a lot between whether I like this one or the, or the Daryl Hall. Uh, version version better. I go back and forth. They're both good for different reasons. Love the sitar. They are both good for different reasons. He sounds like he's channeling Daryl in this. Right. But the production of this version takes the cake for me. It's yeah, just and, so unique. Yeah, I, I respect that. The, the original is more soulful. Those keyboards right here. Yeah. Right here. Nice. I love that. Little, little bit of an Asian Asian flavor. flavor I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, this is played when Steve, Mark, Steve Martin is thinking back on all the good times he didn't appreciate when they were happening with widower John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Ah. Do you remember that at the end? He's like going home for Thanksgiving? Vaguely. I've only seen the movie once. Oh, I love that movie. Ah, it's good. Yeah. No, it is good. I remember liking it. It's a yeah. classic Steve Martin as a, as a cranky guy. <laughs> as a cranky guy He's- and... Like he works in Chicago, uh, but lives in New York. No, the opposite. He works in New York, but lives, lives in, in Chicago. Chicago. That's insane. Yeah. Not ever, not all the time. I think so. Really? Because that's why he like his office like people are there. Oh yeah, that's weird. Um, Kevin Bacon has a cameo mm-hmm. in the beginning of that movie, and it, and it is abnormally tragic when you find out what John Candy's deal is. Yeah, it's because, like, so tragic. He's on, he, he pulls a Dave, and he has a fake phone call <laughs> with his dead wife. Like, he's, like, saying that he's getting home, and he's talking about his wife, Marie. I forgot that it was and a he fake And he calls her, and she's dead. Like, yeah. she's died years ago, and he's just traveling to go home, but nowhere. 
So he's just trying to find a stranger to befriend. Yeah. But it's so it's a really great movie though. <laughs> really he, sad. He gets invited to Thanksgiving now. And apparently John Hughes wrote it in like two days. John Hughes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Damn. Huh. Impressive. Yep. I like Steve Martin more as a goofball. I was gonna say that I. I guess who doesn't? I who love doesn't? Steve really? Martin <laughs> is like so much funnier when he's like a stupid guy. Mm, yeah. Than he is like the bitter cranky guy. But the scene where he curses off the. Yeah, that's the lady good. at the um, the rental car place is amazing. I love that. It's good. All right, let's move on. Back to Tears for Fears for Shout, which was on three weeks, which is longer than everybody wants to rule the world, which mm. I would have not have guessed. No, me neither. This is all most of August. They wrote yeah. the song very quickly. He just kind of had this mantra chant. It's uh, when he was reading <laughs> about um, like primal therapy, like primal screaming therapy. Really? Yeah. Huh. I uh I think this is like my least favorite of the the bigger Tears for Fear songs. Um I don't dislike it, but Yeah. Yeah. I was I cause head over heels. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Well, those are the main three, really. This is the main three. Yeah. Mad Mad World. Mad Mad World. Oh yeah, I forgot about Mad Mad World. That's good too. Um when I was uh like middle school going into high school when I was into like kind of some metal type stuff. Uh, Disturbed does a cover yes, of the song. I did oh, really? Read, I did read that. <laughs> um, it's it's not good. The thing I like about this is the I love that synth line. Yeah, that's cool. I to- I told you guys our friend Luke put this song on. Like it's a time. Oh, sorry, he put the song when he would drive to school. Oh, because it was because right. it was perfectly timed. Like he would. It would be the exact amount of time when he got to school. That's, I said that horribly. You know what? I'm gonna for the podcast. I'm gonna go to his house and I'm gonna test that theory. Yeah, it better work. What because, if there's traffic a different day? Like, well, because I'm looking at the runtime, six minutes and twenty seconds. That's about right to get from his house to from there to yeah. To, I can I can see that. I can see that. That's cool. that's such like a insane thing to do yeah yeah but also awesome yeah he found the right song that's his song i love this too yeah like his yeah, voice cool. there god yeah the vocals awesome. are great i'm uh, i'm also um i'm latin as fuck so I'm, i respond to all that percussion <laughs> <laughs> like i respond to it <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love that i love it all right we're moving on now. yeah keep going oh, all yeah. right dan you can take this one <laughs> Okay, I'm very happy and excited. Um, this is The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News. I knew Brandon would do this. <laughs> Pass this to me. I've had, there's been uh, several conversations where I've raved about how much I love Huey Lewis. Um, these two guys specifically have told me how much they don't. Right? Like, I'm just not really into them or this song. I, I am just, we're on very opposite ends when it comes to this. I, I love this song, I love his voice. I've seen them live actually kind of recently. I think it was it was either a year ago or earlier this year. I, I one time saw them with you too. Yeah, yeah. We actually went to a free concert of theirs years ago. Dave showed up halfway through their set. <laughs> like we missed most of the show. Um, I saw them more recently in a more intimate venue uh, with my did, dad. It was a great show. He, They're still doing it, still touring. Um, did he play with his uh, daughter Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> <laughs> And I love his voice. I just, I yeah. don't know. There's something about. I was going to say the same thing. I love his voice. There's something. Um, Every song so, sounds the same. It's just so like, uh, what What do they say on Yacht Rock, Beyond Yacht Rock, what they call it? New Wop? 
Yeah, it's like new WAP. I think they called it. Yeah, I don't like the sound of it. I think what ties me to this song more so is it's on the Back to the Future soundtrack. And Back to the Future was a very... It's my favorite movie of all time. Mm -hmm. It was one of the first movies I became obsessed with and that never changed. And this is a major song in it. Uh, Huey actually has a cameo in that movie and that's really fun. He's a small cameo. How does the song even relate to the movie though? Doesn't. And the other song, one of their other hits does Back Back in in Time, 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 which is a really cool song. Uh, Back in Time I like a lot. Um, The the bridge for this song is cool. That's the only part I really like. Their album is uh, Sports. Is the name of their album? Yeah. (laughs) Just called Sports. Yeah, I have it. (laughs) And the, I like the bridge. The bridge is the best part. Yeah, this is much better than the rest yeah. of the song. <laughs> that like no, what do that do? horn riff is so. I hate it. I hate the sound of it. Yeah, me too. Fuck you guys. I really don't. Like I love it. it all. I really do. I feel like he thinks of himself as like a hardcore blues and soul guy. Soul man, yeah. But he's like he's not. <sighs> all right. We can move on. It's I don't really, dad. It's just so dad. It's very it's, dad. It's for the My dad loves it. It's very dad. Yeah. Your dad, you love it. Uh, this is another one I, that I know you probably get, <laughs> probably don't like that much. I fucking love it. I like this more. <laughs> you like this more? That's fine. Yeah, this, me too. This, this song is so it's insane. insane. It's yeah, insane. This is St. Elmo's Fire. It was on the chart for two weeks. Um, John Parr. John Parr. In parentheses, Man in Motion. <laughs> right. Have you guys seen Have you guys seen St. Elmo's Fire? No. no. I know it's about a bar. Oh, I really man. want to see it. It's great, great '80s yeah. movie. So it's it's great like 80s. not never on any like form like uh, streaming service or anything. You like can that. almost look at it as like a sequel to the high school '80s movies because it uh-huh. takes place when they're all in college. Right. That's a, that's the whole thing. And the Rat Pack. Yeah. The, yeah. Sorry, the Rat Pack. It's a college. <laughs> the Rat Pack. <laughs> yeah. Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. Dino. Joey. Joey. Remember that time on the Power Sammy. Hour? Remember that time on the Power Hour when we were really drunk and we guessed every member of the Rat Pack except for who was singing the song. Tony Bennett. Yeah, but we each guessed. Is he even part of the Rat Pack? No, no. he's not. Right. No. That was the funny part was that we named everybody <laughs> in the Rat Pack except Sammy Davis Jr. Um, we have to hear this chorus at least because it's crazy. Yeah, let's just listen to it. Can you listen to music while you're doing a a, a New York marathon or like a marathon? I think so. Oh yeah, whatever you want. Because yeah. I would definitely put this on stuff, my playlist. Stuff like this. Y- yes. Yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. No, this on repeat. <laughs> I would do this. That's w- insane. I would do this when I was running the uh, Sesame Place marathon, <laughs> while it was burning. Like, here's the thing: the '80s is the only time period where this kind of voice exists. You never hear this kind of voice again. No. I feel like, and th- that's something yeah. we need to do an episode on, vo- like voice, because I have yeah. weird theories about that. Like this vocal, this vocal is so nuts. <laughs> Like it's just like it's like it's like he's hurting himself. Yes. Yeah. Like, dude, write yeah. the song in a lower key. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so crazy. He's hurting himself. Yeah. yeah. Inflicting in pain. <laughs> All right. Moving on. You know, it's like those like priests that like whip themselves. Oh, the t- yes. Like, the um, like it's like, the vocal version of that. <laughs> the has- I don't assassins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was two weeks, middle of September. Um, Mills of them. And I know that you know that because of how much you love Dan Brown, because that's one of the main yeah. characters of the Da Vinci Code. Is yep. I have seen that scene, actually. Um, so during that time period as well, and during this time period, September, um, Michael Jackson mm-hmm. purchased the publishing rights for most of the Beatles music catalog, $47 million. What a little bastard. I know, much to the dismay of Paul. That honestly sounds like a steal, though. Even, like, I guess for the 80s, that wasn't, mm-hmm. that you know, inflation and however that works. 
But it sounds like 40 Because I bet you right now It sold back to him For a lot more than that uh, September 11th in 2001 Cool, cool. The Twin Towers went down uh, Okay Thank, Great um, So we're on dire straits now But in September 13th of this year Steve Jobs resigned from Apple Computer In order to found NEXT Next Yeah that was I like, didn't know he did that It was that. like one of his other ventures that failed yeah. And then he went back to Apple So before we leave this section of the song Can we talk about this section of the song I love this part was this like Do you a, know this? Do you like know a, about this? Was this like a theme Sting. song? To MTV? Didn't MTV use this? Well, the, no, well yes, but theme the, it, that was the slogan for MTV. It was, I want my MTV. Right. That was like a promotional campaign. So they would have artists like record themselves saying that. Do you know who's singing that? Sting. It's Sting. Yeah. Oh. And he didn't want songwriting credit, but the, the publishers made him so that he could make money off of it. Yeah. And the way that they got away with it was because it sounds like Don't Stand So Close to Me. Yeah, it's like the same the melody. Same melody. Oh. Yeah. Cool. So, so that's that, and then we get into the. He also does backing, backing vocals right. for a song. What a cool, riff. insane is... guitar tone, Mark Knopfler. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. This is money for nothing. Yep. Is the name of the song. Um, Three weeks. The music video of this song, which I love, is um, it, it it's feature it's one of the first computer generated. Uh, music videos. Yeah. You ever see the music video? Oh, yeah, I have. Like the crazy box art. Yeah, a long time ago. It's my ago. favorite video game. So, actually, the. It's your favorite video game? Um, yeah. The video was actually supposed to be not look like that. It was supposed. The textures were supposed to be more rounded. Yeah. Um, but they, 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 they ran. They were over budget and could not. Um, and they couldn't. They didn't have the, the time and money to uh, render. So that's why it looks so boxy and weird. Oh, but then it won best video. Wow. Um, and they're looking cooler, probably. <laughs> I just got a note from uh, one of our audience members. It, I've, it says, worst song ever written. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to rena- uh, remain anonymous? or? We'll keep him in the anonymous so the, okay. the, the Dire Straits guys own. Uh, we'll give you a clue. He's a member of Generation X. <laughs> <laughs> so I've. All right. I've never gotten into Dire Straits in at all. This is a song I'm really not too familiar with. A band I'm not too familiar with. Is this what they're like, or is this kind of a wait? These are 80 sounds. Okay. They, they have a big song in the 70s called The Sultans of Swing. Okay. Which you know I one? like more I than might. this one. It's, it's really good. It's, okay. It's got a different... It's got a more, like, bluesy rock You'll, You vibe. know the guitar riff in that song, too. Probably. I also got a note from an anonymous... Um, Audience member Sultan of Wok, he sent me. It's supposed to be Sultan oh, that's of the, Wok. Uh, that's the place we ordered uh, Chinese yeah. food oh, yeah. and Japanese food from last right, night. Right, right, right. Great reference. That's the name of their song, actually. I will say about this song in particular, <laughs> I like the riff more than the vocals, but I still like it. Riff is so the, sick. The, the harmonies are I bizarre. Really like that. You don't like that? No, I do like that. That was Sting. That is Sting. The harmonies are bizarre. They make me feel uh, like dyslexic or something. Dyslexic? Yeah, it, it, I feel weird. So during this time, this is um, we're still in September, early October. Right. Um, the Parents Music Resource Center's uh, U.S. Senate hearing on rock censorship uh, begins in D.C. Good for them. Um, D. Snyder, the uh, singer of uh, Twisted Sister, and Frank Zappa and uh, John Denver, they testify against the PMRC. Yeah, Frank nice. Zappa was big with that. Yeah, yeah. Really big yeah. With that. Um, right, move on. Also, the, the Farm Aid concert 
happens during this time. Farm also, aid. So September 3, Italian crime reporter Giancarlo Siani is killed by Camorra. <laughs> um, so this is Oshila by Ready for the World. Yeah, this is October 12th. Dave, don't you have some, like... Yeah. We've talked about this song with, with you before. We brought we told you this the last time you were here. What's that? That this song gets misattributed to Prince. Right. Oh, that's what it is. That's the fun fact. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Is is this like one of the first blatant ripoff artists? It's insane how like it's just, much of a ripoff it it's is. It's just cashing in on his vibe completely. Yeah. Um It's pretty great though. <laughs> Can you sue for jocking someone's style? Vibe. No. I don't know. Maybe it inspired Prince to get uh, litigious as hell in the next decade and after. Right, when he said that the internet would fail. Yeah. Hey, he was right. It's it's broken. Net neutrality. Yeah. Um, I have nothing really to say about the song. Yeah. It just sounds like a Prince song. It's not bad, but... Oh, Sheila. Anybody uh, named Sheila probably has to go through like hearing this song. Well, and, that's like, the other part. Yeah. Is that Sheila E. Right. A Prince associate. Oh, Sheila. All right. I'm going to move on from yeah. this. I think that doesn't deserve to be on the charts, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Um... This song is a song that not only was a, a smash hit, but the video was a sensation. Aha! <laughs> oh, that's right. I should say the name of the band. It's Aha. And this is uh, Take On Me. <laughs> Spent one week on the chart. Named after Einstein's famous catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, video bigger than the song, probably. Like, just such a big video. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Wait, video better than song? Video just Better than bigger. song? Bigger like, than song. More iconic than song. I don't know. I don't know if that song's makes pretty sense. Iconic. I mean, the, the video is iconic. the song, though. Yeah. I don't know if that sentence makes sense. Well, but. This, you know, people watch this video on mute. I think it helped. The, a lot. the video helped the song propel to number one. Okay, that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, it's only one week. I thought it was a bigger song than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Romano. Corky Romano, Family Guy. They do a whole uh, yeah. parody of the video. High school band. High we school did band, this. We did this. We covered this song. Yep. It's like the the so the title's like a, a bad English translation, right? Uh, it doesn't make sense. Take on me doesn't make sense. Um, but he also says take me on. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense either. Yeah, it does. Take me on. Yeah, like a take com- on, like, a, like a competition or come at me, bro. Okay, but I does take I, on me mean something? It's cool. I don't know. It's a cool thing. Because they're not American. They're not. They're not English or American. Do they have? A, do they have other hits? Uh, yes, but not a number one um, okay. because the following year or two years, no, more than that, they were the next band to do a Bond theme after Duran Duran. Ah, pretty cool. 87. Uh, Very cool. Um, yeah. The Living Daylights, which I like. So in high school band, we didn't actually do this song. No, we, we did, did the Real, Real Big Fish Real version. Big Fish cover of this song. Which we, was a huge <laughs> like ska thing was they would do covers of it. It, right. sa- it honestly sounds like a ska song. Like, it, it, like that riff is so ska. Yeah. Yeah. But you wouldn't know it's that not horns. You wouldn't know that until you heard the ska version of it, though. No, I know. Like it was. It made sense. It made sense. It made yeah. sense. Right. Of course. Like, yep. It translates perfectly for ska. I think we can move on. Yep. Yes. There's something very good. Very good. A little better. This is much better. I think so. Whitney Houston. Saving all my love for you. One week. This is the introduction of Whitney 
to October, the top of the charts. October 26th, end of October. So we're in that fall vibe. Right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Nope. No- I, November? I said October 26th. Uh, and I love the right album cover. Halloween. She reminds me of Aida or something on the cover of this. Yeah. She looks like a Nubian princess. She truly does. Um, is the song jazz? Um, yeah, it's smooth it's, jazz. It's smooth jazz, it's like right? Smooth jazz, adult contemporary. This is this is like this is what I like to listen to when I'm having a hard day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great. I mean, it's a great song. It's a classic. Um, also, while you masturbate, you listen to like stuff like this. But yeah. is this this isn't the original? When I'm having version, a hard though, day right? masturbating, isn't this not <laughs> a, the original version? No, it's the original. Are you sure? Yes, sir. One of her songs was a. A lot of her songs are like uh, her. What's the biggest one? I always love you. That's Dolly Parton. No, I know that. But I feel like I'm every woman. That's Shaka Khan. I know that. This one, I, I believe, is is an original. Can you look it up real quick? I just. Not, it's not that I'm doubting you. I'm doubting myself and where I okay. got that information in my Let's mind. Let's look it up. This is her debut album? Yes, sir. Yeah. How old was she when she did this? Uh, I don't know. But uh, she she was definitely fairly young. A, a fellow New Jerseyan. Yes, from Newark. Ah. And the niece of uh, Dionne Warwick, right? E- yes. Or Diane. No, that's not right. Di- yeah, maybe it is right. I don't know. Or Diane Warren. Diane Warren? Warren? <laughs> no, it's Diane Warwick. Yeah, it is. She's a she, cousin of Diane cousin, Warwick. Cousin. Uh, daughter of Sissy Houston, who's also a singer. Um, you got that info? I, she was 22. That was the first first answer to one of your questions. And... Uh, I don't have any. No, I think she wrote... She It was written for her. No, you're, you're right. It's not... It's from the seven, like a, a 70s song, right? It was, yeah, you're right. It was originally a minor hit for Marilyn McCoo yes. and Billy Davis. It was written by Jerry Goffin and Michael Masser. Never heard that version. Cool. Yeah, never heard it either. I just remember seeing that somewhere. All right, well, now we can move on. Okay. This is Stevie Wonder with Part-Time Lover. So this is our longest gap in our Grover Cleveland Award Cause like when did Maneater come out? <laughs> Eighty one, right? Imagine that, like a four year, like <laughs> yeah. Has that ever happened before? A song, a song charts years later. Uh, maybe like a reissue or something. Yeah. Then don't, don't stop believing. Top the charts at one, like randomly in two thousand something. I have no idea. After the Sopranos uh, finale. I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if a Michael song charted after he died. Yeah, oh, that's, I'll yeah. bet that happened. That's possible. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, uh, one week. So this is early November. Uh, a band. Good band. Um, <laughs> uh, so two interesting <laughs> things I learned about bands. this song. Well, one is Stevie was always a pioneer in using technology in in his in music uh, new available to him. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting thing about this song is the story. Is it's based on. You know that like the the story is that him and his partner are both having affairs. Um, that's what's revealed later on in the lyrics. Uh-huh. And Stevie said at one point that it, it was based on a real life situation where he would answer the phone at home and there would be a, a man like pretending to be a different person calling for his wife. Like, wow. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay, I think Danny was not paying attention. I wasn't out. either. I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> you guys. We're moving on. Whoa, whoa! That's a move on. <laughs> That's a move on. You don't get to talk about that song anymore. <laughs> sorry, I was trying to look you up. Just left me stuff. out to dry. It was. It sounded very interesting. The cadence. I heard the yeah, cadence. Yeah, I, I just lost focus. Interesting cadence. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite classic rock band, Cadence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> nice. All right. This so is, what is this thing? This is the, the Miami Vice theme. Oh, that's right. One Week on the Charts by Jan Hammer. It is the last song to appear at number one that is an instrumental. Oh, I was going to ask. Okay. I think that that's true. It's a TV show theme song. Number one on the charts. So insane. So, because Miami Vice was huge at that point. But yeah. How did, like, I, I'm curious how, like, this is not even particularly uh, mel- melodic. Yeah, there's. It's memorable. not like it's not like Axel F. Um, no, no. But I guess people wanted to drive around playing this, imagining they were uh, Hobbs and Tucker, right? That's their names. Uh, I have no idea. Calvin and Hobbs. Ka- Calvin and Hobbs. Yeah. And Chris Tucker. Right. Calvin Hobbs and Chris Tucker. I don't know. I've never watched the show. I don't. Really? We should watch that show. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We should also wrap up because Danny is running out of steam. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had a coffee before this one. No. Um, I know that this show. I've said it on another thing we we've done. Maybe yeah. one of the power hours. It was a showcase for music. For music, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. During what show. time period was this? Oh, uh, 1985. <laughs> the year that we're. Doing. I mean, month wise. Oh, we're uh, mid-November. Uh, November second week of November. November 9th. Hmm. Well, that That's sounds. Cool. That sounds like it's a move on. November 8th, Jack Osborne, English television personality, was born. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that is... So, this is Starship. We built the city. Two weeks on the charts. Notoriously one of... Always rated as one of the worst songs ever. I yeah. think there are worse yeah, songs. Yeah, the... But it's pretty songs, bad. There are worse songs, but it's, it's pretty... It's very bad. Yeah, this so... It's horrendous. Those VH1 countdowns and I Love the 80s, is that's really when I started to get really into 80s music, like watching a lot of VH1. And yeah, this song was number one on the awesomely bad list. Yeah. I remember watching that in high school specifically. It's not awesome, though. It's just bad, bad. They call awesomely bad because it got to number one. Like, uh, it's awesomely bad. Okay. You know, so it's... Really bad and really popular. That's fair. Um, and a lot of people were involved um, in the song. Like Bernie Taupin yeah? wrote, wrote the lyrics, who was Elton John's lyric writer. Oh, Starship, they were Jefferson Airplane in the 60s. Right. Grace Slick. Like psychedelic. Grace Slick does those rock. Yeah, the hippies. I think she did the vocals in the beginning. Yes. Grace Slick. And, uh, and then they're Jefferson Starship. And yes, then just, just Starship. Starship. Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, is this is this about Cleveland, where the uh, rock and roll hall of fame I re- is? I read about yeah, I read about it in the Genius thing too. It's like um, I don't know. It's it's not. No, what it's not, it's what not city are they talking about? It's it's more about like it's like fighting corporate like. The, oh, the city is America. It's fighting that, but at the same <laughs> time, they really sold out with this song. Yeah, uh, like yeah. like it's so it's uh, I don't know. It's like a weird. It's got a little bit of that Huey Lewis organ yeah, like hits there, which don't, makes it so bad. Don't incorporate Huey Lewis into this mess, please. Well. <laughs> The thing is, this song makes me smile. I, like I laugh kind of through this song whenever I it comes right. on, and like like the like the the, hit, the huge hits. Of bah, bah, like I oh like the Huey Lewis part. <sighs> it's a big it's a big fail. It's a, like a wonderful fail. <laughs> There's like a, a part later on that's like a recording of like a like a radio 
voice. It, it's really weird and dumb. Um, but uh, this song. This we're, song. We're back with Philadelphia Collins. We're back with Divorce. Featuring Marilyn Martin. This is Separate Lives. We spent one week on the chart. This is the theme. Oh, this was written by Stephen Bishop. Oh. Um, and How's that sound? It uh, was from the movie White Knights, which is a movie... Um, starring Gregory Hines and the Russian ballet dancer Burishnikov. Mikhail, I think really? I can't remember his first name is Mikhail, but it's Burishnikov, the famous ballerina dancer from yeah. the, And it's a movie about where Burishnikov is a Russian who has defected to America, and Gregory Hines is a Russian that has defected to Russia. American and, who's defected to Russian. Oh, is that what I said? You said Russia to Russia. Sorry, he's an American <laughs> that defected to Russia. Oh. And they get hired to perform at some event. I don't remember, but there's a lot of dancing. Oh, because he's a tap dancer, Gregory Hines, right? Yeah, so, yeah. and then Bershnikov is a ballet, and, and they're doing like this. It's like a, it's like they dance to save the world. Like, oh, nice. It, I gotta see and it. And I have it on DVD. It's I don't know why, but I remember <laughs> seeing it as a little kid, and I have it. I'd probably love that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But this song, I had never... I had never heard of. I don't know this song. No, I don't really know this one either. I don't really have a strong opinion either way for the song. Right. Like the vibe, it's nice. I would enjoy it if I heard it uh, played in tandem with a Delilah call-in segment. <laughs> Delilah, very very local, very local reference. No, I, she's she's syndicated. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like a New Jersey specific. And I always thought that it was Delilah's Den growing up <laughs> really? as a little kid. Well, I saw Delilah's Den, and my mom oh, would listen to Delilah. And I oh, that's it, where she like recorded out of start. Yeah. Delilah's Den is a local strip club. Now that's syndicated too, I think. It is. It's in <laughs> Philly and Atlantic City. I'm I think, sure yeah. there's several Delilah's <laughs> dens. Um, all right, let's move on. Yeah. yeah. That was first week of December. Ah, yeah. Love this. Mr. Mr. Broken Wings. Two weeks on the charts. Two weeks on the charts. Um, I have a soft spot for this song. Yeah. There's just something about the sound, his voice, everything about this, I love. Love it, too. This song would play a lot on the, uh, the smooth jazz adult contemporary station my dad listened to when I grew up. So yeah. I just think about going to the beach or something. Yeah. Yeah. I love his voice so much. Yeah, love the voice. Is, it's, that, it's that powerful voice that is not very like it is a little cheesy but it's just so good yeah. too yeah this is also faintly religious right because they're a, a bit of a christian rock band yeah they they were like a a cloaked one though they but weren't and uh, this song in particular he was inspired by Black the bible Bird, paul the, mccartney take these uh, broken wings and oh learn really to fly take and the book of love is new testament probably <laughs> sure Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I love this song. And the bridge of this song is very cool. Yeah, they jam. It's, sorry. No, go ahead. I had nothing to say. I was going to say it. <laughs> there's uh, there's an acapella group I really like that does that does this. Rockapella? Uh, um, not rockapella, no. They're called... Smooth uh, no, f- no s- straight, straight no f- smoother? What's it? Straight no straight chaser. No smoother. Chaser? I, yes. I auditioned for them once. What? Didn't get in, yeah. Isn't that like a big group? They started at Indiana University originally, and like, like 1995, 1996. Uh-huh. That acapella group stayed at Indiana University, but, you know, guys graduate, and then you get new members in. Mm. 
the original group reformed and like reunited, mm-hmm. released a Christmas album, the acapella group on Indiana University's campus had to change their name for legal reasons. Oh. I auditioned for that when I was in oh. college. Didn't get in. Didn't get in. <laughs> Not good enough. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, there's an acapella group uh, called Naturally Seven. They're on tour with, um, I think, Michael Bublé. You played one of their songs for uh, Trash on Trash, I think right? it's one of the episodes that got deleted. No. no, no. You mentioned it on Tracks on Tracks. Oh no, uh, Apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I played one of their songs on the yeah. Apocalypse episode. Anyway, they do a version of this song that I'm obsessed with. It's really cool. Huh. But uh, well. All right. Yeah. We'll move on. Last two weeks of December. And this is Lionel Richie again. Say you. Say me. Two weeks. One of the songs I don't care about by Lionel. Does this cross over into the next year? Um, I don't have that data. Okay. But I think that it does. Okay. It's it's rare that they don't. Yeah. I think yeah. every time it has. Yeah. Yeah. This is another one I didn't really know that well. Never heard of some before. It's really yeah. not bad. But I don't nothing, dislike it. Yeah. There's it, nothing interesting about it until until it changes to this upbeat like weird science feel in the middle. Oh, Do you yeah. notice that? Yeah. It's yes. a, for a few bars and then returns to this feel. Yeah. yeah we should it's, get we should get to that part. Yeah. Cuz that's like nutty. I, that I it actually liked. Like a professor. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I much respect for that part. Brandon, you saw his live show. Do you remember if he did this song? He definitely I'm did. I'm sure he did, yeah. yeah. I can't remember the song when I hear it. No, I don't know it at all. I do. This was it's a like, big one that my mom loved. Okay. When, so Okay, so I, when I was younger, I had this um, Yamaha keyboard that came with these... Um, little songbooks. Uh-huh. And they were for in, for specific artists. And... You could, there was a program on the keyboard where you could hit one button to play the chord, and it would give you the song and what note to, so you could like sing with the chord. And I had Elvis Presley, Elton John, and Lionel Richie, and That's it had like cool. fifty or like thirty to fifty songs for wow. each artist. Awesome! Oh wow! And so like I list like Elton John, Lionel Richie, and Elvis Presley. I just knew so many of these songs because cool. I would just sing them along yeah. to. That's chords. cool. Yeah, it's a cool way to learn how to sing. I was like three and four when I started doing that. Really? Yeah. That's fun. Man, I would have loved doing that. I still have I those books. I hate my childhood. I'll post pictures. Really? I have those books. I should, still yeah, have Yeah, I should them. post it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think we're going to get to that part? I, we just have to hear that part. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... That's why I told that story. I figured it would get us killed sometime. <laughs> it trying to kill the time. Yeah, and, it's a complete shift in this song. Like, it makes no it's sense. It's wild. It's very weird. We're the hyping. best part is the album art because he's leaning over. Oh, I got it. I have that Lionel Richie book from the tour that my mom saw. Oh that yeah, that's that's badass. Um, but the dancing on in the ceiling, like lettering, is so silly. It looks like Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> see this? You Let me see. See the, see the letters. Oh yeah, it's like like a different world. It's like Nickelodeon. Kind of, yeah, Nickelodeon. His look kind of, is like yeah. not good, right? <laughs> it's really. so the cheesiest look of all it's time. It's so cheesy, yeah. But the Comod- I love the Commodore stuff. Like Easy is so good. Easy like Sunday There's morning. Some, yeah, he has song. some great stuff. I mean, uh, is that Brick House is Commodore's. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Once, twice, three times a lady. He played yeah, horns stuff. for that, right? He plays. Did he play trumpet? I don't know. In the Commodores? No idea. Right here. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the same song. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it sounds like. Um, Lando. Who's the guy who does weird science? Oh, um, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah. Boingo, boingo. Boingo, boingo. boingo. Yeah. And then right back into. So weird. So weird science. 
<laughs> that's a, why? That's interesting. I guess why not? It was the number one song, so. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up. Inter- interesting Let's year. Let's get into our very, really very, year. very interesting year. I'm not like you may be right, Billy Joel. That this <laughs> is weaker than the previous year. It's a year. weaker year. Yeah, I, I think, think it is. It's not. There's always great stuff, but always great to have more hits. I like having more to like go into. Yes. But, yeah. But it more, is a very more, weird year. More doesn't always mean better. Right. So. Um. So I'm gonna. Dave, you got some trends, shit. Uh, <laughs> power ass ballads. <laughs> I want. I want to know what love is. Can't fight this feeling anymore. Say you say me. Uh-huh. And I also had melancholy, smooth jazz R&B ballads. One more night, careless whisper. Yep. Yes, sir. Okay. So and movie songs. A view to a kill from a view to a kill. Mm-hmm. Power of love. Back to the future. Yep. Saint Elmo's fire. Saint Elmo's fire. Separate lives. White knights and Miami Vice theme. Miami Damn. Vice. TV show. Bunch of bunch of movie stuff. Bunch of shit. Bunch of shit. A whole bag of shit. Any more trends? That's all I got right now. Alright. Um do we want to do surprising first? Yeah, let's do surprising and then least favorite and then rank. So Dan gets yeah. to go first I'll this kick time. Us off. Um Shocker for me. Um mainly because I just wasn't familiar with it at all. Um View to a kill. Oh, okay. For okay. me, I, like I know that you know every Bond movie, you, you know, they, they do a different song, but the fact that it went to number one was a huge surprise for me. I I'd never really, I don't really know that song. I didn't really know that song right. until you guys. I think you guys showed it to me. I think kind of recently, um, but before we went into this. But yeah, that was a big surprise for me. I didn't know that. I don't really know. I don't really know that song that well. Okay. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Duran Duran. Well, it's not your pick, so you can't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I think that the most surprising for me would be uh, separate, separate. Yeah. Um, See, lives. that doesn't surprise me lives. as much because Phil Collins was just like he's so big. so big that right. like maybe everything he put out was popular. Well, so my my pick for that was going to be Oshila, but uh-huh. but my validation was similar. Same thing. That Prince yeah. was popular, so that sound is popular. I think right. The, the, sh- the most shocking one is the Miami Vice theme for me, just because like it, okay. it makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. it, the, a Miami Vice song would be popular, but that song is not melodic in any way. No, yeah. no it's yeah, not particularly good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean it's fine for a TV show. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, for background music, but yeah. well, we're gonna leave this song on because we don't have a clear winner on that one. Um, the worst song um, is Miami Vice theme. Theme. <laughs> yeah, that so that, that goes right into mine. Um, it's barely a song. I don't like like it's it's a theme song. I, yeah, it, it shouldn't be there. I, I don't get it. I mean, I understand you know the show is really popular, so that I guess automatically makes the song popular. Right. But it's just like weird. It's weird. That's a, it's at the bottom for me. I don't. I don't. I don't and I don't enjoy listening to that. <laughs> the yeah. Vice theme. I don't know. It was strange. There are a lot of songs on this list that I just flat out feel indifferent about. Yeah. That yeah. I don't like nor do i dislike yeah i just feel indifferent and i'm sorry but the song that i dislike the most is powerful okay great no and i'm not just saying that but like i i actually have emotion towards it and it's dislike i think i'm uh, yeah i gotta agree with you (laughs) yeah because it's the only one i really dislike i you're so valid to say miami vice as your least favorite but i I actually like that it doesn't bother me as much as the power of love yeah i would put that on but i wouldn't Maybe, to, maybe it's a similar thing to the way I feel about uh, Journey 
Mm-hmm. Maybe it's yeah. kind of like a similar thing that you guys are experiencing with Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the worst. Yeah. All right. One so there's a consensus. Worst song. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right. Now it's uh, countdown or fuck you guys. Top three. Um. All right. Um. We're naming. I'm naming all three. Right. We do. We're doing it that yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. Me too, um. One. Number three for me. 1985. Uh, we are the world. Just holds a special place for me and for us. Yes. Just and you're getting the you're getting the best of the '80s. Like you're getting and and other eras too in one song. So it, yes, it's, it's yes. pretty cool. Um, number two is "Everything She Wants" by Wham. Nice. I'm obsessed with that song. It's so good. Um, there's maybe one or two George Michael solo songs that I like better, but not mm-hmm. too many. Not too yeah, many. not too many. Yeah, maybe one or two. Like I said, and number one, just because of the epicness of it I want to know what love is by Foreigner number one song of this Hell year that, to the yes uh, it's just and we've uh, we've done that song too we've covered that song before yeah. and it's so fun and, and just it's, it's a big yeah, it's powerful it's powerful that's my list Brando <sighs> this is this is tough for me if there was a Hall Notes or a Michael they would have taken it but there, <laughs> was, there wasn't <laughs> um <laughs> you know I have, I'm having a hard time narrowing down my fourth from my third. Mm. There's a lot of options there, this year. There are a lot of options. There's a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually do a swap here. Okay. Because wow. I, I did have Shout as my number three. Wow. Mm. Uh, but I'm also gonna put uh, We Are the World as my number three. Oh, nice. Cool. Just All because right. I do ultimately love that song more than yeah. I love Shout, even though I probably right. like Shout a lot right now. Appreciate the honesty. Um, my number two is A View to a Kill. Oh, uh, nice. I, yeah, I have a soft spot for that song, and my number one is "Broken Wings." Wow, "Broken Wings" was close. For I me love. Too. I, just, I love that song. I, yeah. That song yeah. is the most. The song yeah. I have like the most, just kind of primal affection for. Yeah, that's we, my number three, actually. Oh I, wow, I, I love okay. that song. So interesting. Well, actually, well, finish see, and yeah, we'll, 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 we'll try to figure it out. My second is "Everybody Wants to Rule the World." Oh, that was, wow. that was very close for me too. And number one is, I gotta know what love is. Oh wow, that's the number one. That's then. it. I love. Nice. I am in love with that song. Let's high five on Mike. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I, that song that would can bring me to tears. Five. Actually, yeah. I, you know, it's like that beautiful it, to me. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree totally. So that's consensus number one, and then we also have a "We Are the World" consensus. Yeah. As so that probably so is like a, the number two. That's number two. And then um, did, was there was there another one? No, that's, no, that's, that's it. I don't believe so. Okay. Great. So, but the uh, number one no. song. No. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, there we dun, go. Dun, 85. 1985. Just where we started. Well, that's uh, halfway through the 80s for us. Yeah. Actually, more than that, really, because we only have yeah, four more. more to go. That's right. We're more than halfway at this point. It's been fun. It's been great, guys. I feel better again. I don't feel sick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. And I got to pee again, so Didn't have to we're done. Run and puke. All right. I'm going to miss the train I wanted to catch. <laughs> Told you, told you. All right, guys. Signing off. I'm um, uh, I'm Bill I'm, Brand. I'm bored, Bill Brand. I'm um, uh, Dunzo Dan. And I am distracted, Davy. <laughs> Good night. Why not? Good night, guys. Good night. Oh!